One. All righty. What's up, Andy? Hey, man. Uh, I'm glad. I, it's almost like uh, I don't know. It's it feels different now. And we've been talking. We've been talking sorting this whole audio thing out for the past like you know like a couple of sessions. But now that we finally got it up and running. I I'm feeling different. Are you feeling nervous? Excited? I'm feeling a little jitters. You know, like I don't know, man. It's nice. I like like I'm, I'm meeting a first date for the first time, you know. I mean, <laughs> meeting a first date can't relate. Have you never and been on a first date? Or dude, on a date? I have, dude. I've literally never been on a date before. I uh, I just I don't know, man. I'm I just think they're kind of weird. So I when mean, you meet dudes, the fuck like you don't like grab coffee beforehand. You just like it's immediately to the bedroom. Like what? Like come on, give me like. It's not the zero to hundred, I guess, with, with K's. Yeah, and it usually is zero to hundred if you want to hook up. But I have met people before doing stuff with them. I just don't call it a date because I assumed a date was like, like you're meeting them with like the intention of interviewing one another, like a, like oh, a right. romantic stuff, you know, like to see if you're like romantically compatible or whatnot. Yeah. Um, whereas I don't do that. I just meet like like one dude. Uh, I met up with him um this was back when i was still living in fortuna right right uh, i just met up with him and then um he blew me in the back of his car and uh, then we just went to woodstocks to get pizza afterwards yeah uh, i think i actually told you about that uh that story yeah but dude like i think that's just like the you being on grinder like if you were on a different like dating app or like a different part of the gay community like you would it would be more like dates and more like a bit different than what you're exposed to because i have like other gay friends that have have had different experiences you have other gay friends i do have two more oh wow yeah. that's weird well i've never met them before so i wonder if they exist who are they <laughs> you know i don't think you've met like 80 <laughs> percent of my friends you know i'm beginning to think that you you've like sectioned me off into this little corner of your social life because you're because <laughs> I, I think you're ashamed of me john are you ashamed of me <laughs> I'm not ashamed that you just. It's... <laughs> I've known you for four years, and I've never met your brother. Is, is that a coincidence? I think not. I've never met your sister. To be fair, that's true. But I'm not close with my family. You, 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 you like hang out with the family and shit. I, I don't. I haven't talked to my brother in like, I don't know, like a couple of years. Probably. I actually called him recently because I needed somewhere to stay while I was doing mechanic work for this. Uh, these repairs I was doing recently because of this accident I was in. Yeah. Uh, and so I called my brother because I wanted to, you know, because most of my family left uh, my hometown. They like went out of state and stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just so expensive now. So uh, I called my brother because he's one of the few people that stayed in the, in the, in the town or in the area. And he just didn't answer the phone. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I assume it's because he was probably busy or something because we're not like on bad terms or anything, but uh, it just didn't. It didn't surprise me though. I was just like, yeah, whatever. He's probably. I don't know, Did he call you back? No, nope, no, nope, didn't call me back. So I just, uh, you know, I just got a hotel and stayed in my hometown uh, in a hotel while I was getting work done on my car. Yeah. So you're not close yeah. to any of your siblings, are you? No, not really. I mean, recently I started talking to some of them more just because they're older now, and so I feel like they can hold a conversation, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but growing up, no, I never, I never. Uh, never really hung out with them or talk because i mean they're all like i have one brother and three sisters 
uh, and I, I don't really want to hang out with women. So, I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then even if I did, my older sister was a, you know, fucking train wreck of a person. Like but don't drugs. you think like if you did hang out with women like you would like that would change you as a person a little bit, you know? Like, like wouldn't you say like that part like the version of you that like hung out with women more often is a better version of you? Like, I don't know, more more grounded. I don't know. <laughs> uh yeah, like more well rounded as a person. Yeah. Um I, I feel like women in general bring like a sense of how do I describe this um well obviously like a very different vibe than hanging out with men but the like they care more for like intricate details about your life than the dude is more like you can well I mean I, I feel like I'm actually generalizing like um that not all male relationships are like that, actually. So I, I'm making a general statement. So I take back what I was saying. No, dude, you're right. I don't give a fuck about your life. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I understand what what you what you were going at, though. That, that, I, I understand what you were getting at. The social dynamics between men and women uh, are generally very different, um, right? Compared to when, like, it's just dudes hanging out and um yeah i can see what, what you're saying I, I feel like a guy if you take a guy that's only ever hung out with men and a guy that's hung out with men and women the guy that's hung out with men and women's probably more likely to be like uh i don't know like uh like jacob yeah um you know a giant pussy <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> But uh, I can't wait to show Jacob these. Like, if, you know, assuming he's not dead or spending the rest of his life in that monastery. Assuming he will ever like accept technology again, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm like ninety percent sure that's a phase. So I think, yeah. I'm... Oh, dude, I, I, I will bet you a lot of money that's a phase. I like, frankly, like I want it to be a phase. So that's why I believe it so much because, like, there's like a huge hole in my heart for not having that man in my life. It's, it's sad, dude. A huge hole because he's a huge man. Very, he's very tall. Yeah, but like, uh, like hang out with him and like, he was for a large part of my life and a, a very important part of my life. He was like, like the back of my hand, like, and not having him and not being able to hang, have him, able to have him during things I love doing, like music and other things of that sort. Of, like hanging out with friends is it's it's kind of rough, but yeah, I, I mean. See- Go ahead. At least he's he's happy. Yeah, I'm, I mean, if as long as he's happy, I'm sure that you know, like whatever. But I, but I agree with you. I I, <laughs> I I hope he finds that he's not happy doing what he's doing, uh, so that he can get back to, uh, you know, being uh, your awesome friend and and mine as well. Hopefully, because I mean, when I first met you guys, uh, I, I mean, I could tell pretty quickly that you guys were like you know like kindred spirits and whatnot i i like right. i thought i think i've told you once i thought of you guys as like two halves of one person yeah yeah so i can see why his uh not being around has been difficult for you yeah we were both buddies at a certain point you know <laughs> yeah no I, yeah i mean if you're gonna have your first gay experience with anyone i was like 90 percent sure it was gonna be jacob <laughs> <laughs> you you on top obviously oh by far because <laughs> you know despite the gargantuan uh stature 
again, giant pussy. So you know, I de- walked in on them having sex like heels on bottom. So you know, like that just validated everything I knew. <laughs> 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 yeah no i'm sure it did yeah what about you john are you on top or are you on bottom uh mostly on top i bet 73 70 30 yeah right you don't want to be domineering right but you know <laughs> but, you, but you don't want to relinquish your your, uh, your manhood either exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> being a considerate it's like it's like uh it's like being a considerate gentleman but also, you know, just flipping the caveman switch every now and then, you know? Yeah, it's such a weird, I don't know, like, mentality you tap into sex at, at some points. It's, it's very, uh, I hate this term, but like lizard brain, you know, like tapping into a, a, a psychological state that's been like ingrained for you for like generations. Uh, yeah, can't relate, dude. I don't know. I think <laughs> I'm like, I think I'm like retarded or, so, or something because. <laughs> I uh, when I have sex, I just it's it, it like when I go from talking to someone having sex with them, it's still the same social interaction. So I'll still just be looking at you as if we're having a converse- conversation, <laughs> and I'll just uh, and usually people won't talk during sex. So it's like if awkward silence bothers people, uh, it's gonna be real awkward for them because like I'm just gonna be <laughs> I'm just gonna be look. Uh, just gonna be looking at him, and uh, and they don't they don't usually like that. So, dude, like, I would, I would pay good money just to like talk to someone who's banged you and be like, like, ask them about like, how fucking weird was that, dude? Oh, that was the other <laughs> thing that I, I I want to bring up the the point I was making about uh, like having woman friends is a good thing for men in general. Like, I think that's your exception because like most things don't apply to you and you're just a fucking weird human being and you're you somehow without like interacting with people you become a lot more socially enriched and like even despite interaction you're like you you gain all these skills and stuff um i I think for uh a another like for a standard dude that doesn't see women like having a woman friend is really important for you, for you, you're, you're like, it doesn't matter to you. <laughs> well, how is it important to other people? Could you elaborate on that? <clears throat> um, I, I think for most men that uh, they, like their mother figure or like women in general in their life bring balance out the, uh, the, um, like society male uh personality traits or or traits that are traditionally masculine that are ingrained in men like having female friends helps balance that out to be helps them become a little bit more well-rounded as a person oh okay i think i see what you're saying more like uh like a guy who's had girlfriend like like friends that are girls are less likely to uh probably be like be like crude with humor or something like that right it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll probably be a little bit more uh I'll probably have a bit more um what's the word uh tact yeah so like it, it how i think of like emotional intelligence is I, I think like putting people in different um social environments and like if they learn to adapt and like figure out how other people are in that environment like i think that like helps expand their conception of um their social awareness and their their like emotional talents in, in general, and I think that 
um, a lot of people stay in very comfortable environments and with people they know, um, both like like the male, the men I'm talking about that don't have women friends and, and like people in certain parts of the country that are ingrained in uh, like a certain culture, like they don't, they kind of get, uh, like exposure to other people is, is important, is basically what my point is. Oh, you know what this reminds me of? What? You know how dogs need to be socialized so that they're not like fucking weird and shit? Oh, it's 100% that, dude. It, yeah, yeah, it's like that. I think humans are the same. You got to like socialize them with not just like other humans so they're not feral, but also other human, other, you know, different. Because uh, uh, you can apply this, you can say the same thing. Like, but you could insert any like group into that and say that it makes you more well rounded. Like, oh, yeah, if you interact with more women, it'll make you more well rounded. Or if you interact with more black people, it'll make you more well rounded racially. Uh, or like yeah. if you inter- interact with more gay people, it'll make you more well-rounded. You know, like any kind of diversity, you could say that it makes someone um, more well-rounded. And I think that uh, the reason for that is uh, the exposure to this different kind of person makes you, like you're saying, yes, it, uh, it increases their uh, ability to, um, it increases their frame of reference. You know, like they, they understand life from other points of view, perhaps because they, you know, have exposure to this other person who's t- who's telling them about how life is like, or what life is like when they're, uh, you know, like as a woman or as a black person or as a gay person or you know whatever. Um, have you seen uh, the experiences of like children that um, are like, or like teenagers that are kidnapped as kids and they uh, are like kept in a cave or kept in like someone's basement, and then like they are like brought back into society and like have to uh like handle the world around them like they, they're never like they they're always have a high amount of psychological problems like it's um like they're never able to fully back like integrate in society it's like mm. it's pretty insane like how important social interaction is at a young age yeah yeah kidnap children and uh have trouble with that and also homeschool children oh true <laughs> <laughs> i knew this dude who's homeschooled i don't know if i told you this i knew i've known this guy who's this is back in high school um i met him through a friend of mine uh, and so this guy was homeschooled and uh, he was just really fucking weird he was like just super just everything you would expect like it's really timidly reserved just like super shy and just kind of like um just didn't really know how to articulate himself very well just because he didn't you know he didn't have a lot of experience expressing himself to other people so he didn't like, it's like a muscle, you know, like an atrophied muscle, his ability to communicate, right? Yeah, man, like, uh, I, I feel like everyone has that a little bit from a quarantine, like the, uh, like my first social interaction, like after uh, just being with Katie and then like in uh, at home for a lot of the pandemic, like it was, it was pretty interesting, like the, um, it felt like, like I was like a, a teenager all again, like trying to figure out like social dynamics, like trying to test out this new muscle that I haven't used in a long time. Pretty interesting stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm not even sure who those people would be for you because you're already in a relationship. So you're not like going out and meeting people to date and you work. So you already know all those people you work with. Right. Um, so who is it? who are these new people that you're interacting with for the first time? Well, it's not necessarily new people. I, I knew these people beforehand, um, but the like having to interact with them when I haven't like interacted with them for like at least several months, you know, but I mean, like being in a couple, like the, the people you interact with the most are probably like other couple friends. Like it's, it's, it's an interesting 
um, like you're more surrounded by other couples. It, it, it's kind of funny. misery loves company. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I think I think jokes aside, it's just about like I think couples just socially get along better with other couples because uh, if you're hanging like if you've got a couple like I've experienced this a lot from the other side. Right? If if somebody is a, a in a relationship and they're hanging out with their single friend uh it's just a very different social dynamic right than when you're like a couple hanging out with another couple because the stuff that like gets talked about is very different right like uh i mean i guess i'm kind of an exception because i've I've never been in a relationship but uh someone who is like single but has been in a relationship before i feel like would act differently than me right so yeah like like uh like um maybe just be more like um uh actually no maybe not that different actually because i was just gonna say they you know just generally more balls to the wall about like what they're willing to talk about you know like 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 take jordan for example um yeah. i you know I, I think i mentioned to you I, i'm just not uh <laughs> I, i'm not like uh you know like uh, like talking about stuff that concerned his life before he was in a relationship usually isn't like cool stuff to talk about uh, in front of his girlfriend right oh definitely yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 so i think that's why couples get along so well together or rather that's why they're that's why they all hang out together because they don't really in my view they don't really have another choice because what are they, I mean, they, they both because they, they understand that each of them can't like that there's like certain topics that aren't uh, that they're not like um encouraged to talk about right so they're so the ideal, uh, if so, if there's certain stuff that couples don't want to talk about, it's ideal to just hang out with other couples so that you don't have to worry about anyone bringing that shit up. Yeah, definitely. Like it, the it limits the frame of, of conversations to a bit more um, surface level, but I mean, it doesn't mean that surface level is necessarily like negative. Like it, there, there's a part to have that in life and like enjoyment you can have that that level, you know. Hey man, whatever you got to tell yourself. <laughs> God damn! <laughs> yeah. Hey, who who are you trying to convince, John? Are you trying to convince me right now? Or are you trying? Are you trying? It's. Uh, <laughs> I I just imagine the whole time. That whole time, I just imagine you holding up a hand mirror to yourself and just looking at yourself in the face, just telling yourself all that shit just now. Yep. And, and just nodding like. Like we're trying to hold back the tears. <laughs> well, we all have to uh, have our own certain uh, predilections to believe and beliefs to believe to keep all all together, Andy. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> religious people have God, and people and couples have uh, this notion that service level conversation is is uh, appealing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can have deeper conversations in. in, in uh, hanging out with a couple but it's usually you uh branch off like it's not the full group at once i mean I, to be fair it's more difficult to have deeper conversations the more people you have in a group for the most part like as a general trend no yeah that's true <clears throat> that's true that's why i don't usually uh my voice crack here i'm sorry still going through puberty you're both still <laughs> dropping there <laughs> yeah no i'm just really i just need like a maybe that's why you're gay like, your balls are still like halfway through dropping you know, I I will say that I feel less gay 
when or I should say I feel less like taking things up my butt when I'm like uh, working out regularly. My testosterone levels higher and I'm like yeah. getting pump, like sick pumps and shit. I just want to like fuck stuff rather than be fucked by stuff. Do you know what would be uh, the, the the greatest like, like moment <laughs> would be such a fucking funny moment if, if like saying when you turned 40 like your, your balls completely dropped and you turned entirely straight and your personality changed into like this full-on frat dude <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you yeah like I a just, second wind in life i just start wearing my hats backwards and everything or i guess i'd start wearing hats first and then i would start wearing those hats backwards because <laughs> i just don't wear hats yeah i've really been a hat guy i've recently become a hat guy but uh are they patagonia hats i feel like they're patagonia hats no i'm not on that level <laughs> <laughs> not wearing patagonia hats with your north face windbreaker backpack thing if i lived in, in berkeley for longer than or in the bay longer i definitely would have gone to that phase but like I, <laughs> i've only got a, a small percentage of that leaving in sleeping into me I see. Yeah. Oh, so something I was curious about. Um, you said that you were on top. Did you mean on top missionary intimate sex or on top doggy uh, all about you sex, taking people to pound town sex? Oh, missionary. We, we, missionary is like most, like 80% of our, our intercourse. Why is that? I mean, I, I like it. It's, it's the most intimate. Yeah, more to look at, more to make out with. Yep. Uh, more, oh yeah, boobs also. Yep, definitely. Yeah, because with dudes, like boobs isn't an upside for missionary. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I actually just realized that there's a, I mean, I guess the only upside with missionary with dudes would be like, I guess like everything else, the making out and the, uh, um, and then, I guess that's it. Right? I guess just looking at them. What, what were you gonna say? For for dudes like doggy style, like the, the back is a very like aesthetically pleasing uh, muscle. So yeah, look at the back. You really converted me, by the way. I, I remember I used to think that it was all about the front, but you you really changed my mind about that. I, I really just I, I mean I I just did not acknowledge the the back gains like I should have yeah. should have been. But yeah, I'm I'm I've seen the light now. Did we ever do that? I know we were talking about like doing a grinder experiment where we put a photo of some like Jack back and then a photo of the uh, front and like abs and seeing like which one gets more like messages. Uh, no, no. Like 90% of the things that we say we're going to do, we, we did not do that. <laughs> <laughs> I still got those skit ideas in my phone. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm>, uh... <laughs> Yep, yep. I'm gonna start that YouTube channel any day now. Yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I'm actually curious. What what happened with that uh, friend of yours? You said you were gonna do a podcast with. Did you actually like do a couple episodes and then it just fizzled out, or did you not even like do the episode? No, we did a few. And it fizzled out. Um, but I could tell Andy that he, he don't have the chemistry that you and I do. <laughs> yeah i bet that's what you said to him about somebody else when you were doing your first episode again. oh definitely <laughs> yeah. I, i'm, I'm just shopping around you. Posts, you know 
Yeah, no, I I know that you you hetero dudes, your your masters at making people feel validated. It's it's the only way that you guys get laid. <laughs> I definitely am a yes man. Yeah, because I, I have any incentive to do so. I I, I don't. Uh, God, I actually I can't remember the last time I validated someone. I because like in our friendship, for example. I mostly just put you down, you know. So I- <laughs> which, which also like in a way, it's its own validation, you know. Like I don't know, like being put down by friends, like by dudes' friends, is like, like I get probably more satisfaction from that than like a comment, like compliment. Uh, yeah, I think I think I can understand why. Like, I, I just if I had to guess, like at least from my point of view, I like getting insulted by friends more than compliments, just because. I don't know. I feel like it means like if you get insulted by friends because like the, the the underlying implication is like, hey, you know, we're really close and we can like you know make fun of each other and you know, we know it's all good fun. Whereas I feel like a compliment is more like, you know, I, I'm feeling the need to compliment this person because I feel like they need like they, they they're not maybe they're not sure that I that I how I feel about them or something you know like or or maybe I think they wouldn't be able to stand being insulted. We wouldn't be able to have a good time insulting each other, so I have to settle for compliments instead, you know? Right. And, like, the intention behind a compliment is, like, pre- a lot more vague than, like, an insult from a friend. Like, yeah. like most of the time, the insult is well-intended. And then, like, a compliment, like, especially from a stranger, like, like someone you just met, where, like, like, I've been complimented, like, as, like, a six-year-old kid by, like, random people about like oh my cheeks and like things like, like random shit and you're like like looking retrospect it's such a weird your, fa- your face cheeks not your yeah butt cheeks. okay my face cheeks not my not my butt cheeks but i've been complimented on my ass by a lot, a lot of people. really by who um friends that were girls um in college uh girlfriends um yeah mostly women so all the women that want to have sex with you <laughs> yeah looking back at it yeah (laughs) okay um yeah but i think you're right i think that i think that compliments tend to be more uh vague less personal um yeah because i mean to be like to really insult someone you got to be specific yeah to to really get a good jab in on someone yeah (laughs) man i've got i'm just uh, just thinking of of a joke that i i uh and then so I had to my friend, though it would be difficult to, to describe the context to you. But um, anyways, I wanted to um, to to go back to like the point about um, Jacob and his his whole phase. Like I, I feel like that um, whatever he learns in um, and like his like mindfulness and meditation and all that, I feel like he can bring back to his uh, normal life. Like I, I don't see like the appeal of uh like learning a tool set like that and not using a tool set like that normal day life like i i feel like there has to be a middle ground of integration of of that world to to the world he was raised in like you know like the western culture western society i think the notion is uh if i had to guess that uh you know whatever enlightenment is being learned is uh like fundamentally incompatible with like capitalist society or something like that you know um or something i don't know like like something like along the lines of uh maybe maybe like pursuing wealth or possessions is pointless or something to them and so that they just think that living in the world you know here in the western world 
uh, you know, like working a job or whatever, a career is just like, uh, you know, folly or whatever. I, I don't know. That, that's my guess. Yeah. I mean, like, who am I to say when I, there is a beauty to simplicity in life. Like, uh, like the, the act of like, just like focusing on like, daily labor, daily chores, and not having access to like social media and things like the, the sort of quietness um would would be nice but i mean like when you live in such an interesting time like uh, the world and like the entertainment and like everything around you like when you look at both of those like i think having a it, it's like um like this lifestyle that jake was choosing is like uh abstinence and then I feel like it's better just to have a healthy relationship with, uh, with like sex in this, in my metaphor I'm using at the moment, like to, yeah, I mean, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. To, to, uh, to take advantage of the, the, the world and time place in history that he's been placed in and, uh, enjoy it, you know? Cause like if I was a, a human being thrown into uh, I mean, an alien thrown into a human being's life. Like, I, I wouldn't be the life I would choose, you know? Like, I would choose a life of, like, enjoyment and entertainment and something that, like, is... Yeah, I, I'm going to stop there. <laughs> right, something a bit more hedonistic. Yeah, he, he chose he chose enlightenment over Pornhub and you just don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> i mean has he seen like the new porn man like come on like it's like just imagine what porn will be in like five years of virtual reality and everything i think that that's uh, that like vr porn is going to have a, a really negative effect on uh <laughs> on dating because 100 percent. i mean it's just going to remove the incentive to like the day, I mean, there's, there's just going to be so many 30 something year old dudes living with their parents, just like air fucking a dildo with their VR headset on. Dude, hear me out. I think, <laughs> I think, <laughs> I think society is going to flourish a lot in that world. A lot. Like, okay, go on. I'm, I'm listening. <laughs> like, how many people, um, like, dudes and women both have? traded their like career ambitions or ambitions in general for a relationship like i feel like a lot and like if they put all their time into um their career and then like not as much time into their relationship like they would get further in the career i think people there's a lot of people who have been pushing relationships who don't really want to pursue that and i think those people will benefit from a world that we have these uh androids that are artificial uh, significant others and like those people are gonna fucking flourish and produce some quality ass developments for the world yeah yeah i mean they're they're gonna be people in essence are gonna be a lot less distracted i feel like you would fit in my category too maybe. <laughs> <laughs> if i had any career ambitions absolutely <laughs> um yeah i think that vr porn is gonna do for society what the sexual revolution did for society in the 60s mm -hmm. uh, like women being able to work or um you know like, uh no longer being able like no longer needing to be men have sex things like that 
because there were a lot of people similar to what you just said, like how as people not pursuing careers because they're busy with relationships or families or all the effort that goes into that. It's the same thing in the 60s when you know, there's a lot of women who you know, wanted to be career women, uh, but they weren't because they were, you know, it was just, it was just societally expected of them to uh, be wives and, and uh, to, to bear children. Um, so now, yeah. now, women, now women are free. Uh, and so I feel like a lot of a lot more people are going to be free, uh, free by their Android pussy and and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and and their and their VR, uh, you know, three hundred and sixty experience, um, or however many degrees are in a total like three dimensional space. Yeah, we uh, we live in an interesting world, Andy. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it'll become standard for people to have like an entire room in their house just set aside for the VR stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I I think hopefully like we'll get to that like technology level in our lifetime. Like, I, I don't know, like it, I think that would be feasible. Like, especially like, uh, I don't know how far we'll get to creating virtual reality that is like simulation level. Like we can simulate our entire universe. Like, I don't know if that's something we would um achieve in our lifetime i think it all really comes down to how artificial intelligence in that whole development and will turn out and hopefully and that's something that would happen quickly in our next like 10 15 years that we get some significant um boost from um using uh robotics and machine learning and all these developments to be able to to really like accelerate development and like all these fields like overnight like the, the kind of like singularity moment where um we have um broad thinking machine learning that can integrate all the knowledge that we've developed in every different discipline and and like help direct um future investment advancements because I, I think at the moment it's, it's very particular like niches that uh that machine learning is like throwing in, in specific problems but like a broad uh, general AI would be, you know, lifetimes would be fucking wild. Yeah, I'm all I'm all on board for the for the AI overlord for sure. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I mean, I've long held the beliefs and that what? No, sorry, I cut you off. Go for it. I was just gonna say that I've I've long held the belief that I don't believe humans can govern themselves and they need to be governed by something else, something that's not um, held sway by. Um, corruption and uh mortality right because i mean i think the way i see it right uh is uh you know let's say you have a government you have a system right mm -hmm. um and it is run by you know humans right uh okay so what what problems are there that that cannot be moved because fundamentally it's a human-run system corruption right because humans run it meaning humans the the self uh the self-absorbed you know selfish creatures that even if they have a job to do they'll still like you know serve themselves if possible right if they can escape the consequences they'll do that right uh which is a problem for the system right it doesn't run it doesn't run as efficiently if the cogs are like trying to uh serve themselves right so mm -hmm. um so like any any human system is in essence eventually gets cancer the cancer being self-serving cogs to the self-serving people right um and then let's say hypothetically you did have this perfect system 
uh, run by all, you know, incorruptible humans, right? Well, the problem that you then run into is mortality, right? Because all these people are eventually going to get old and die. Uh, and so, and then they're going to be replaced by people who probably are not incorruptible and perfect. And then you'll have the same corruption problem all over again, right? Yeah. Uh, so I think, I, you know, in a way, the Constitution is kind of like a proto artificial uh, intelligence overlord, right? Because the Constitution is this fixed, incorruptible entity that mm -hmm. uh you know informs binds the humans beneath it right like the constitution binds the supreme court tells it how to function constitution binds the president binds congress yeah uh, and, and it can't be changed by the humans that run it so i mean it can be but with great difficulty yeah uh specifically so that corruption and things like it uh have no uh the, the inevitable corruption that that uh arises within human systems can't affect this binding entity, right? The constitution. So I feel like yeah. the constitution is great for now, but it's, I feel like a stepping stone to something better, which is an, an, an AI uh, in its place that uh, basically does the same thing the constitution does, except um, without any human involvement whatsoever. So, I mean, people can just, you know, rejoice that they're, uh, you know, no longer going to be at the mercy of their own, uh, you know, self-serving inadequacies. Right, but the problem is like the there's always going to be human connection to it. Like the Constitution is written by humans, by valuable human beings with their own prejudices. Like they had slaves at the time. Like they they had their own biases. And when we write the artificial intelligences, like we have our own biases that we write into them and. There, there'll always be a, a sense of um, human error imposed into the technology that we develop, and I, I guess we get around that by having um, creating one level of artificial intelligence that adapts on itself and builds from that. But like the the foundations going off is still going to be the the values that we give and ingrain to it. You know, like humans are uh, are imperfect creatures. Yeah, yeah, and I agree. The way you get around it is exactly you just allow the AI to modify itself so that it doesn't, uh, um, so so that it isn't, uh, you know, based in or affected by the biases that that it, uh, uh, you know, the biases of its predecessors. Yeah, do that. That I love talking to you because you always bring like interesting ideas like this. In my head but the the metaphor used of, of like cancer on a human level like is, is really fascinating that you have so both in the human body and on um, a population level in, like in society you always you always gonna have these self-serving individuals that that go against the grain what is good what is better for the the common good in society um and as well as in the body like you have cancer cells that will want to grow at the, the cost of the human being I, I think that's interesting to think of that at these different scales that there's still the emergence of fundamental properties um, that when you jump from human to uh, like from cell basis to a, a full uh, society level, you still have the same problems. I wonder if that like, can be translated to other problems. And like if, if you zoom down further, like one layer below, um, 
cancer cells like into the physics of it like there's that same principle holding in the layer below in the chemistry and physics below the biology perhaps i've never drawn i've never attempted to draw an atomic uh metaphor comparison uh to society because i've i've used society as a uh society can be viewed as an organism uh and the cells i guess would be the people that make up that society but i've never attempted to like think of society as like a you know a, a lump of matter that and the people are like made up of like uh you know different chemical or atomical compositions just because i'm frankly <laughs> not smart enough to do that yeah same uh, man because <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd have to know the chemical or atomical uh properties in order to like draw a comparison to society yeah because uh, cancer is easy i mean yeah cancer it's a cell it's self-serving bam Right. But, uh, but like, you know, chemicals and compounds and molecules and shit. I'm just, I don't, I don't, I don't know their names. I don't know their purpose. I don't know their functions. So I'm just missing too much information to draw a parallel to society. If I had that information, like you probably, you'd probably be able to do it because you've got all that knowledge, right? Well, for the chemistry level, yeah. But like below physics, um, like I, I wouldn't be able to draw that far of a conclusion. And then chemistry is even like far reaching at that. But um, I feel like we, and we just we, we came to the theory of everything. We came to the shores of understanding a theory, of everything right right here, right now on this podcast. But we didn't have the we knocked on the wrong door. We didn't have the the key to open it. The knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In in my in my own contemplations, I I, I uh, one common pattern is is that yeah, I'll generally like start to think about something. And then I'll be like, oh, wait, I can't think about this because I don't know enough to think about it. Uh, you know, like the afterlife or God or the nature of the universe or whatever, right? Yep. Like if, yeah, like if, like, it's, like it's cool to think about, right? To like speculate. But as soon as I start thinking about like, you know, like what life is like uh, on the other side of the universe, I can't because I'm here. Yeah. On this little, uh, on this little dust ball. Yeah, man. I hope we, uh, our our generation will probably see the very beginning of humanity becoming a space-faring race in the best case scenario. Um, yeah, I mean, part of me wants to sow the destruction of humanity so that you know, no one will see something that I don't see. You'd honestly same. <laughs> <laughs> I have such FOMO that I'd rather ha- that happen. <laughs> 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 I always tell people I don't have, I don't experience FOMO. Like when I was at UCSB, I was like, yeah, you guys can go to the party. I don't care. But all the while I, I had FOMO about missing out on the greatest party of all. Right. <laughs> about uh, the spacefaring uh, portion of our species. And, and if I can't have, if I, if I can't attend that party, nobody can. Damn right. 